On today's episode of Stories, we have the amazing and the insanely creative Cuckoo Kangaroo. And their story is just so interesting and so unlike many other artists uh, that came up in the music scene. And I think you guys are going to dig it. So enjoy. over here and yeah we're getting we'll get you some good audio after this nice put it all together kenny we'll, we'll bounce the goods we'll bounce the goods um yeah totally what would what, you say your question was again oh i was just saying so with slow clap you guys you guys sent it to me and i've i've gotten to hear the whole thing and i think it's phenomenal and i mean sticky icky is just the tip of the iceberg uh, but the rest of it, I don't, I don't want to say too much cause I don't know when this is coming out, but it's just, it's phenomenal, man. I love, I love, love it. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Mr. Donuts. May I call you Mr. Donuts? Yes, yes you can. <laughs> Mr. Donuts. <laughs> just donuts. No Mr. <laughs> I'm looking at your face right now. I'm seeing your facial hair and you are, look like the kind of person that does not normally listen to our kind of music. So as as an honor of what you said, thank you. Well, I I appreciate it, and you guys, you it's it's you guys, you guys wrote the damn song. So I like I like a damn good song, and you'd be surprised at my musical tastes. I must say they're all over the place. It's Toto is my favorite band, essentially, and then I just all right, the ultimate musicians, and they get they get pushed into corniness when they've really written the backdrop for a lot of stuff that people think is not corny. So. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that think they're corny haven't seen them live. And I think that is what just blows people away when they see them live. They're like, oh, w- wow. Okay. They, okay. Yeah, these are some players up here. Yeah. They're, I mean, they and, have a history. It's, it's so good. They're just a great, yeah, they're great. Fantastic. Love them. But yeah, with that and said. And I know they, like, were, yeah. they were, they were, they were well, on tour when all the Weezer stuff came out. So th- oh. we saw, lo- I saw lots of current live videos of them covering Weezer songs and shredding <laughs> and doing every note, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. Yeah, they definitely, yeah, they, they, they love that. They loved the Weezer connection and how that kind of like, you know, just brought them into a different light with like the younger people and how like Africa became this like hit again, like, you know, almost 40 years later. It's wild. Bringing it back. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's good, good for them. I like them. Um, so with slow clap, did you guys record this during the, the pandemic or were you guys already planning on this? Yeah. I mean, we, we've been, we've been trying to figure out sort of, you know, what our next album was going to be for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we, we did kind of start it right before the pandemic and just like started getting ideas and some demos out there. Um, but then all of a sudden it hit, you know, and then we had to kind of change the process of how we were going to, um, put the whole thing together. And, um, you know, this album is also notable because we're working with a new producer that we've never worked with before. So, you know, our, our friend Laserbeak, who's also here in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. he made all the beats 
seats and everything. So it was kind of different than we had normally done. And so, but it was nice because he also lived here in the Twin Cities. But I guess that didn't actually matter because everything we did was over Zoom, you know, and yeah. and all that. He could have been anywhere. He could have, you know, it could have been Australia or Alaska or something. But uh, mm-hmm. instead, he was here locally, and we just did Zoom, and we just you know passed uh, files back and forth and made little demos here and there, and came up with that way. So it was it was a different kind of experience, you know, even if you take out the pandemic, just because we had because uh, we had a new producer involved. But yeah, the pandemic was uh, it was good uh, and bad for this, you know. I mean, in some ways, it would have been nice to kind of hang out in person a little bit more, but I think it also kind of helped us, um, you know, have a sort of an outlet or something that was kind of fun to do that wasn't so heavy and wasn't so it was such an intense time, especially early on. You know, think back to last March, April, May. It was so so wild, and so it was cool to have this like really you know funny kind of like oh let's just make some let's make some silly songs let's let's be creative. It kind of took our minds off the pandemic and allowed us to make things in a different way. So the pandemic is definitely a story of this album, and we it kind of changed how we did everything in a lot of ways. And that's cool though, man, because like, you know, I think the pandemic forced a lot of people to pivot and obviously you guys had to pivot yeah. in your own way creatively, you know, with just, I mean, every, you know, so many bands had to do that. And I think, you know, at least from my perspective, a lot of the bands that I know, they've, they've done it really well. Like I haven't, I, I haven't been in touch with anybody who's been like, oh, it still sucks and I haven't found anything, you know? So it's yeah. been nice to see that like a lot of the homies have really just like, taken the ball and, and ran with it essentially yeah everybody's got you gotta find new ways i mean everybody's doing different stuff i mean especially for us i mean we we you know we're a live band you know mm-hmm. we that's how we like to spend our year that's how we like to get out there and, and make new fans and also it's it's the primary way we make money so that's really kind of the bigger thing for us was the not doing a show in over a year like that's that's crazy we've been a band for like over 12 years now and you know we've never gone more than you know maybe like two three months without playing a show let alone 12 14 going on now or whatever it is so live show live, live show. show yeah live show so that's that's tough and so we had to pivot by you know we pivoted doing like shout out videos and doing um live uh live stream performances in brian's garage um and stuff like that so you know we did some different things using live streaming and yeah like we said shout outs uh and that kind of stuff so again that's that's fun that's it, it's you know it doesn't it's not fun on the outside it's not fun to like be challenged in this way but looking back on it you're like oh wow like we were we were resourceful and we were able to still stay afloat uh, through this terrible turbulent time so it kind of like gives you more uh sort of like faith in yourself or more sort of like oh yeah we, we can, we're resilient you know there's things we can do it's not just like this way or nothing it's like no we, we will find a way and i think like you're saying a lot of bands had to do that and a lot of just people were forced to do that you know having their kids at home for school or working from home or whatever the difference is that is that we're in everybody's life it's like you find out sort of exactly sort of how resilient you can be and sort of how creative you can be in these different kind of ways so it was a challenge for sure just like everybody else had to deal with yeah i yeah i agree man i think and that's the story with everybody and it's like every everybody in the music industry at least like you know you have you have the people who are still screaming out into the ether blaming everybody else but then you have the people that have really just pivoted and done the best they can do because it's you got to make you gotta you gotta make lemons out of lemonade. I mean lemon lemonade That's out right. of lemons. That's it. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. But, you got yeah. it. You got it. You got it. Yeah. I mean, actually, you know, yeah, you guys both know Connor, the merch guy. Yeah. How do we know Connor? How do we know Connor? <laughs> From Warp Tour, or was it? Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. How do we sure. know Connor that looped this together? I'm trying to think. 
I mean, he's the one that brought you guys to me. So I know, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of where we met Connor. Uh, front bottoms, maybe or no? Oh, interesting. We like that band. Yeah, he's, <laughs> we, he told, that's where maybe I met Smith him. Street via that. But uh, shout out Connor. Yes, yeah. Connor. That's the thing, though, is like you get all these like connections, and it's just like it's funny. Yeah, again, we've been touring for a long time, been in a band for a long time, and you just meet so many people. Whether they're working in a venue, then all of a sudden they're working for a band or whatever. And it's, you know, again, during like Warp Tour, you meet so many people doing that. So we did that in 2015, and it's just funny how you run into people elsewhere. Even like, um, we'll maybe meet people on the road, and then like, or Brian and I will like just be here in Minnesota, like going to a show to like see the band, and mm-hmm. this is happening multiple times where I've like walked in and be like, wait a minute, I know that guy. He's running sound or he's doing merch or he's doing monitors or whatever. It's like, I know you. Even if I don't like know you, know you, it's like, I've seen you before, like at a show or something like that. So that's kind of how, that's fun that it works like that sometimes. And yeah, Connor, I guess is one of those people. It's like, ah, what was the first time we met? I don't really remember, but <laughs> you know, you know, you know that face or whatever. Yeah. It just comes back. You're like, oh yeah, this person. Okay. We know each other somehow yeah. and I think he's good. Uh, but all right, cool. Right. <laughs> and most of the people that, I mean, we, we get to know everybody on the tour, but Neil and I are always selling merch. And so you're hanging out there. Like you did your live set, you sound checked, but you're spending your whole night at merch. So you're talking to the other merch people like Neil mm-hmm. and I, like when we go to see a band, like when they come through again, after we toured with them, it's like, yeah, we're just going to hang at merch and talk to the merch person again. Cause that's yeah. what we did. That's what we did. That's right. That's and how you, you spend your night. Yeah. It's, oh God. Yeah. I dude. Yeah. It's, and then that, then that's, I mean, cause you guys, okay. So we're going to talk about this whole thing about how, like how you guys came into the scene of, you know, the Frank Turner's and the Smith streets and the gaslights and stuff like that. Um, oh, you think we're in the gaslight scene? Yeah, that's man. all. Let's the, go. I'll take it. That's so fancy. Gaslight Frank that's Turner so fancy. umbrella is a big one. That's <laughs> that's just one umbrella, I think. In my, in we're my on the opinion. periphery. We're on the outside a little bit, but we're in we're in the circle. You know, we're just yeah. like on the border. Yeah, no, you're not in the border. You're in. As far as I'm concerned, you're in. I don't care. Yes. Whatever. All right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. Fuck. That's him. cool. No, you're in. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you, you have my vote. Boom. In. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But how did that happen? Like, how did you guys with I mean, and your music is wildly different than Frank Turner's and Gaslight. How did that happen? Because I've always, I've been wondering this for 10 years, over 10 years. How did that happen? (laughs) How'd you guys get in with the Frank Turner? Well, it's very, it's, it's very simple. We set out to create our live show to be extremely interactive and to be something different so that if you saw we knew like hey we're not gonna we were in a band before and we were like you know we're not gonna make it we're not good enough or we're not toto yeah we're not toto <laughs> we're not good enough so we need to be good at being different without being that person that's like oh you're being weird on purpose right we needed to be inclusively different mm-hmm. and so we made this band that was basically like a hyper clean, super clean, right? It, that was our gimmick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we got asked to open a lot of festivals locally because, Hey, you can bring your kids on early or something like that. Or we weren't mm-hmm. even a kid's band at that time. We just didn't cuss. And we sang about well, cats, fun. Yeah. cats and dinosaurs and rainbows. And we had a lot of simple dance moves <laughs> and we wanted to be simple. Right. So you, you liked it on the first time you saw it, right? It wasn't like, Hey, you had to see this band 300 times to know all the moves or things like that. So, so that was our gimmick. That was our play. And then we play, we open for this lower town music festival in St. Paul, just a local music festival where 
we've befriended all the local promoters and they put us on the top of this bill and second up was it was all a bunch of big local bands second up though was this unknown uk troubadour frank turner and i had to leave to go dj my cousin's wedding and neil (laughs) stuck around we like never would leave it was like we had to like have a sit down two of us back neil i'm so sorry we can do the show but i have to leave leave. i I promise we're still a band right because like we would always always just scream in the car afterwards if any opening band ever left before the end right it's like a rule if you open a show like stick around make friends like support the other bands like that's just good that's just like good karma it's just like good form if you can do that neil and then i like was staying around too long neil's like you have to leave you have to go dj this wedding (laughs) you have a gig so frank played but frank watched us like we we jumped down off this big stage we like interacted the crowd and he was like you guys are great I'm going to take you on tour someday. And that was like our dream. We just wanted anybody to take us on tour ever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he fought tooth and nail multiple times. His like booking agents, things like that. He eventually got big enough, stuck to his word. And he said, do you guys want to open this 48 date Canada and United States tour? And we both left our jobs and, off we went. Oh, he's yeah. A, he's a man of his word. It was probably like two or three years later, too. So it wasn't like, oh, a few months later, we got an email. It was like years later, we got an email with like the whole slate of dates on it. And we're like, wow, we've never played this many shows ever. Like, this is so crazy. And the venues are so big, you know, they're like 2000 seat venues and stuff. And and uh, and we were going to be first on and, and Smithy's Smith Street Band from Australia. We're going to be second. And and yeah, like like Brian said, like it just took Frank to a point where he was big enough on his own to sort of like sell these venues because then he could take sort of a you know a band from australia and then like a you know a kids band from the u.s to open up and it didn't matter it wasn't like we had to draw he didn't really expect us to draw he just expected us to like get everybody warmed up and be something different like brian said that they hadn't seen before so i think he just really liked the idea too he just wanted to watch us every night he just wanted to watch us maybe but i mean i love when you know we've all seen shows where it's five bands and they are all identical like they're all the same hardcore band or like they're all the same style whatever band it's like oh man this is just like rough to like over and over again so i love that you know i love this at any show but i just love that frank had this idea of too of like the genres can be whatever like you can mix up within this and as long as it's like within the right mood or you know even if it's like very different it's like it's just an opening band it's just 30 minutes like whatever like throw throw some stuff against the wall and just like you know try and treat your fans a little bit more some different things rather than like the same like style of stuff every single uh you know set that's in the show so we're really thankful for that but that's what we do you know every all the bands that bring us out that's what they want. They want a little little punch of energy to start things off. So we're happy to provide that. And yeah, and I could I have a list a mile long of the things that Frank does right mm-hmm. all the time. But he we could have gone out there and he could have let us grind it out and people could have been walking in at the last song of our set and he didn't give him any warning or anything like that. But he every press junket, every on Twitter, every time he was like, This is when the show starts. You get here, show up for this band. Be ready. It's going to be different. He 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 just encouraged it. He was a cheerleader. It was so great. He didn't leave us out to the wind. He brought us along, and he he loved every moment of it. And anybody, any of his friends that came out that were like, "This is garbage," he was like, "Great, I, who cares? I'm not. Yeah. You're on the guest list. Shut your mouth. Yeah, you, know? sure. you didn't yeah. pay for the ticket. Fuck you." <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He put, but he put his stamp of approval on us like really quickly, whether it be on social media or you know he would just be so vocal about it. even on stage. He's like, I put together this whole bill. Like he would, he was proud of the fact that he was the one that like picked the bands and stuff, and that really goes a long way with his fans or really just any bands. Fans. And he still picks all the bands. Exactly, he still does that. But just like it just happened, it's just so helpful at any point in, in any tour if like the headliners can shout out the openers even beforehand to say like come see them i really want you to see them it's not because i think some people get the wrong idea and they think oh it's you know the label puts it together and maybe that's right a lot of times too it really is not something you know if you're not big enough or whatever or whatever your deal is some bands don't have the ability to choose who their openers are so it maybe isn't so co-signed all the time but in this situation it was and it was just so nice how frank would do that and he made everything so nice for us and and bought us wireless microphones along the way because we would run out of the crowd with these 50-foot xlr cables you know hooked to our mics and we tried to like do this little part of our show on the floor like in a big circle mm-hmm. and you know the first couple of weeks of the tour rolled by and it was just such a mess and they'd get tangled up and knotted and like the local stage crew would have to like hold them up and all that stuff and so he just bought us some you know some nice wireless mics like halfway through the tour and gifted them to us a sound check one day so that's just another example of like he didn't have to do that you know he already, local, he already pa- took our us local on paper tour. wrote about it yeah our <laughs> local paper wrote about it so it's like he didn't he just went above and beyond for us so that just shows you kind of the type of guy he is and he's continued to support us throughout the years we've played his lost evenings festivals both in the uk and here in the u.s and uh toured with him in the uk as well he took us on our first uk tour ever so we can't say enough good things about frank we've rambled on and on what are some bad things we could say about him what should we say <laughs> he should he should he should shower more to shower more yeah, often okay yeah there's often. one there's one yeah he should shower he more. should be a little he should be a little pickier about his tattoos <laughs> <laughs> but I said a simple I said the simple answer the simple answer is that Frank is awesome that's it there it is yes. other other big bands like us there's a lot of big bands that are fans of our band but for that but Frank put his money, his money where his mouth is right there. But yeah. he put a, he oh, let us open. Like, we're weird. But we will get your party started. There's no doubt. But we are going to come. We're odd. So uh, he's just a great person. But he also came a time we were about five, about six years, maybe six years into our band. And we had already, I think like year two, the Aquabats had done this same thing, taken us out on the road with them and had us picked us to be their opener for the real big fish tour. Real big fish picked an opener and the Aquabats picked an opener and they pissed, picked us to do for be first. Mm-hmm. The first time we met them just to promote the same promoter actually that put us on for the Frank, it put us on for the Aquabats show. Yeah. And we were just different. We just, we got picked for the Aquabats show cause we were, it was us and 12 other local ska bands and they picked us cause we just weren't a ska band. Not basically. a ska band. <laughs> And they um, and they brought us on our bus, their bus afterwards, and we're like, "Do you want to go on tour? It starts in three weeks." <laughs> and we were like, "Yes." <laughs> but we had done that, and we had we had hit the road and played backyard parties for like three years of trying to hit these cities and trying to break the national market. And we were basically the gimmick was getting a little old for our friends and fans, and we just needed a little like flame to like light it back up again. And Frank bringing us on that tour was what did it, and that's why we're still around for. So things just happen as they go along, like why we're in year 13. So that was long-winded, but no, that's, maybe that's, that will start, that's the, that'll start the story. No, that'll definitely... The, the yeah, story. The story. 
Hey guys, here at Stories, we support family-owned small businesses. With that said, we want to promote our friends over at Purgatory Roasters in Middletown, Connecticut, and they want to give you a discount on their amazing coffee. Use the code STORIES for 15% off your purchase at purgatoryroasters.com. They are open for in-person service as well at their facility in Middletown, Connecticut. It's in the Factory Square building. So if you're on the East Coast, check that out. Also, they're all about punk rock and skateboarding and... And I'm all about both those things, and I love their coffee. It is amazing. Check it out. Get the discount. 15% off stories. PurgatoryRoasters.com. But you guys did a lot of tours with Smith Street Band after that, right? Or am I? Or did you tour with them again after the Frank Turner tour? We we didn't do a proper tour. We played them here locally in, in Minneapolis one time, like supporting them. That was great. And then just every time they'd come through, we'd get to hang out. But we really we've never been to Australia, so we want to go down there where they're where they're from and, and do some shows. Despite the kangaroo in our name, we've never been to Australia to play shows. So oh. uh, we got to do that. But we love those guys. They're really nice. They're and, so giant there. Yeah, they're huge these days over there. They get all that radio play, you know, that big radio play over there, and they're J huge. Triple J Triple J Radio. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, they're, they're good. I, we haven't seen them in a long time though. Yeah. All their moms work in schools like elementary and primary schools. And so they, they play the videos over there. So like, guys, you have to get over here and play. Yeah. Because all like, these elementary you guys, schools, you guys in, could do like the schools during the day and then do the shows at night. Like the, the, <laughs> there you the go. Shows there you go. So if that wasn't the most exhausting thing in the whole world, I mean, <laughs> we've tried, we've done that before. dude, that was gonna be my next point is I did a few, I did a, uh, I did a run with, they might be giants that band in, um, that band. We that know band. that you, band. I know, you know, that band, come on, we're, we're all old. We're all old here. We're all in our late thirties. Right. <laughs> um, what, what did you do we, with, they might be giants? Uh, I did merch for them. Uh, awesome. and we did like, we did a lot of those like double shows, like where the morning was the kid show and then the night was the adult show. And yeah, those are like long ass days, man. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's long wow. for the, for the artist, but like for me, it was like, all right, cool. Like the kid show's done at like, you know, four o'clock, you have two hours to chill before the doors open and you know, the, the adults come in, you know? So that's so wonderful. It was at least at the same venue. <laughs> Ex- yeah, that was good. But the merch line completely changed because it went, it went from like, you know, kids in onesie sizes to like, all right, uh, double X and XL shirts for the, uh, <laughs> the fans of they might be giants and every CD in history that they've ever put out. So it was, a, it was a, it was a, it was a big merch line for sure, but they bought all that shit, man. They, they went nuts for it. <laughs> That's cool. We, we, um, I don't know. We, people like compare us to them sometimes, you know, obviously not like sonically, but just like, you know, kind of being a fun band for kids and adults too. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew they did shows for like all ages stuff, but I didn't realize they did like the split, you know, two shows in one day, like type of thing. So that's really cool. But we'd love, that's another band we'd love to go out with someday and, and collaborate with or do, do shows with sometime, even just here locally. So, uh, you know, I, I know that, uh, that's something we, we'd love to do someday. Yeah. Those guys, we decided like, to, yeah. at, What's that? Way back, we decided to to not. We were we were contemplating a tour where we did that, the late night show, and the afternoon show, and 
we were just we we're too little it's like we can't do that we can't we're not big you know what i mean we can only do one show we can you know back then it's like hey if we're gonna bring 75 people we're not gonna split the night you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah, it's we like all you in this one show yeah. so i remember the first one that we kind of did it was even it wasn't in minneapolis it was at uh it was in boston what's what's the name of that what's the name of that little the club? middle east middle east the middle east mm-hmm. that yeah. the tiny little room we just they were like hey let's um one of the dropkick uh one of the dropkick tour people works there and mm-hmm. or put on the show and said we're going to do an afternoon Saturday show at a tiny little club and then that was our roadmap that was it everybody came punk punk uh, do it a little bit earlier punk dads brought their kids there were some beers they got a bunch of pizzas elementary school teachers came with their second grade class and a bunch of old guys came from a Frank Turner show <laughs> and we just did it and. <sighs> We were like, all right, this is what we're going to do. So a little template. Yeah. So we just, we roll everybody into one now. So, so, but so you guys used to do like, like you, you used to do it like that, like where you would do like the middle schools in the day and then at night do the show for the teachers, like, and whoever else wanted to show up, whatever adults. Yeah. We, awake. yeah, we did tons of local school shows kind of when our, we made this, we made a workout DVD where what? it was like. <laughs> us doing it was us doing our moves now they're just like our dance along videos that we make one for basically every single song we have now Mm -hmm. but it's just the song with like three moves repetitive you know it's like over and over on a green screen but we made our first one we were playing a lot of colleges Mm -hmm. and we were replaying the colleges again so we we made a workout dvd as a joke for like college kids and then kindergarten teachers just took it like wildfire on Pinterest and that kind of took off. So then we finally, we had been trying for seven years to get in front of Kevin Lyman so that we could play warp tour. And we finally got put on warp tour and they're like, Hey, you have this huge radius clause that we can't play like the whole spring. And so we said, Kevin warp tour staff, may we play elementary schools that are close to the public? And they were like, yeah, go for it. And then we went out and we played like 120 elementary schools around the whole nation. And so that was kind of like, we started playing all those like kid shows and that's what started the, the dual world. But yeah, them all. as far as doing two shows in one day though, especially for us, I mean, it's just so hard because our show is just a big workout. Like we are nonstop moving for 45 minutes and we're, you know, it's very physically exhausting. I mean, not that rock bands don't have it that way either. I mean, those, those guys come off stage sweating and, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully they have good energy on stage. So it's, 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 it's tough for them too. But you know, for us too, it's, it's just dance moves nonstop. It's jumping up and down. It's yelling in the mic. So, you know, even just for our voices, it's just so hard to do two in one day and it gets to be a lot so especially for us because we yeah this would be a scenario we'd be playing a school during the afternoon and then like uh you know hypothetically going to like a venue to like load in and get all set up and get merch set up and sound check and do all the things so it does get to be a lot even though we're just like an ipod band you know just two mics and an ipod these days but um it's all about the merch you know what's up it's a it sounds better it's easier said than done to do two in one day which it sounds like you know you kind of had some experience with but again if you're in the same venue that's a little bit easier but we just like Brian said, we just kind of found out the 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 better thing to do was to just to have an early show at uh you know at a venue that was all ages appropriate and you know would let us come in and you know do a five o'clock door or something like that and the whole show thing the whole thing is done by eight or eight thirty so it's just more in the right time but you can mix the adults and the parent and the kids together and you know it, it all works out and there's still some kinks to do with that but that that was generally the best way for us to go over the last few years so that's kind of what we've been doing more because then you know the people who've been to venues. 
they're expecting their they know what to expect at these places you know with the lights and you know the the big sound system and you know doors and the where the bar is and all this stuff but then like parents and kids it's like early enough where they don't feel like too intimidated to come into a space like that that maybe they've never been to before maybe in an area of town they've never been to before or something like that but it's early enough and they know us so hopefully we make it all work and maybe yeah maybe those people who haven't been to a show before we shouldn't we give them a new experience right a little gateway into getting into some local bands or something like that yeah. so that's kind of how we look at it and danny guess what what you are completely loaded out by 9 p.m Ooh. oh wait do you guys have crew though or is it just the two of you we usually bring like one friend or like Brian's brother Jeff comes with us, someone to do merch or take photos or whatever. So it's usually three of us. Oh, that's great. That's the dream. Man. Like <laughs> yeah, we rent we rent a minivan and we are uh, and then do that. So yeah, it keeps down on cost and no no trailer. It's oh. uh, it's pretty nice. It's mostly merch, mostly merch. <laughs> that's see, that's great, and that's my dream. And like once I started touring with like <laughs> when I started touring with like the Gaslights and like the Manchester Orchestras, like doing those kind of tours. Before that, I was doing like screamo bands and those are always like five band bills like all the time and yes it's just like the long, <laughs> long nights it's long nights and your ears are fucked but then like <laughs> but then when i started with gaslight like it was like uh it was like all right cool like uh yeah there's it's it's just it's just like one band and then us or one solo acoustic guy and then us and i'm like what the fuck? That's a thing? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> We're done? And well, why haven't and, we done this before? <laughs> yeah, like, wait, what? And then Brian uh, Brian Fallon, he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, and uh, just so you know, you're going to sell merch for such and such, and they're going to pay you a percentage, just so you know. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, cool. I've never done that before. Like, I've toured with bands who have like fucking 15 t-shirt designs and just oh yeah you know i mean you know you know how it was i mean you guys like we're 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 almost the same oh, yeah. age you know like we know how it was coming up oh, like, yeah. with those those tours too but, many t-shirts too, too many, many t-shirts. t-shirts and every band is out for themselves there's no sort i mean hopefully it's different now but back in the you know before the 2010s it was very much like cutthroat like it was like more of a competition i think and it was do you like like though like when you when you get to like just have both like the opener and your headliner like stuff together like was that okay uh, with you is it better for you to be like all right yeah i'll do all this just give me a percentage we're good yeah exactly like that was like my favorite like and especially like with like you know with somebody like dave haas like when he did that like it was like I was like, cool, your merch is going to stay with us. And because he was riding on the bus with us too. And I think like Frank Turner did that too. Like he rode with Gaslight. Like Gaslight yeah. kind of like that. That was my first intro into that where it was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, Frank Turner's going to open, but he's going to ride in the bus with us. And then and I wasn't with them on that tour with Frank Turner. This was before my time. But their, uh, their merch woman, uh, Heather, like she sold Frank's merch too. So it was just like, Oh yeah, he's going to live on the bus with us and you're going to sell his merch. And that's it. Like, cool. And then when I did it, it Seems was like, easy. you know, we had like Chuck rate my first tour. My, well, like my first like proper UK Europe headlining tour with gaslight was with Chuck Reagan opening. And for me, I mean like hot water music is like, I mean, you know, that yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it. And like, to be like, to have Chuck be like, oh, hey, brother, you're going to sell merch for me? That's amazing. It's an honor. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah. 
Cool. You wrote Remedy. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to sell your t-shirts and you wrote Remedy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That sounds right. Cool. Yeah. It's a good I'm deal. Honored. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. You're honored. Yeah. I'm honored. That's good. You do a good uh, raspy Chuck Reagan there. That's uh, good. I like the impression. Yeah. We all, we, uh, the, the Chuck Reagan impression is something that's been, that's been circulating around for years. I think Dave Haas, <laughs> Dave Haas might do the best Chuck Reagan impression though. I got to say, I got to give him credit. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, but I mean, but it was cool, like, you know, because I mean, like doing touring that way, like I got like a, you know, the upfront view of like Dave Haas, like kind of coming into his own as a solo artist, you know, like from the loved ones and then like doing that. I mean, because I was, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge loved ones fan. So like even with Dave, like when, when he was touring with us, it was like, oh, uh, you're going to sell merch for Dave. And yeah, is that cool? And I'm like, uh, yeah. I think I can manage that totally. And, but it was cool because, you know, I would, I would, we'd be selling like 30 to 50 CDs a night and it was like, Dave was like taken off. So it was nice to kind of like have it come full circle to like, you know, I listen to loved ones so much. And then all of a sudden, like he like broke off and started doing his own shit and just to be there and like be a part of it, like selling his solo record, like for me, like I look back at that and I'm like, man, that's, that was so fucking cool for me just because like, that's rad. You know, I have a loved one's tattoo for fuck's sakes. Like, you know, right. and he, and he knew about it. I was going to say, you probably have people coming up showing you the tattoos every night too, right? Of all this stuff, right? It's <laughs> probably a thing. Oh yeah. I got, I got, you know, I got a loved one's tattoo or I got a gaslight tattoo, all that. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I have both. I have a loved one's, a gaslight, a chunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I have yeah. all the tattoos. I don't care. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's great, man. It's full circle. It's like, if some, if something means that much to you that you're going to fucking put it on your body for the rest of your life, like that holds some value, I think. And it's, yeah, it comes to a point where you get to an age and you get to a point in your life where you don't feel stupid about it anymore. You're not like yeah. trying to hide it. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I have a, I have a Dave Haas tattoo. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, 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 that's the Bronx in me coming out. Sorry. Yeah. What? <laughs> the what? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> what? Hey, we're having a nice chat on the podcast. What, what are you going to do, yeah, about, it, do about it, guys? Forget what about it. <laughs> but yeah man i mean but that but that's another that that goes back to like you know a band like you guys coming out and being on tour with bands that you know i toured with where it's like yeah what cuckoo fucking kangaroo is on tour with us what what are you gonna say you got a problem okay leave <laughs> like back up <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, like I said, it's just a way to. It's a way to make your bills stand out. Like even if you don't have us, just like to have something different that people haven't seen before, or a band they haven't seen to kind of spice things up. That you know, then people go to that show, and then they probably are maybe more likely to go to your next show if you do a good job. You know, curating your whole bill because yeah, you don't know who's going to be on, but you're like, all right, they, I trust them because they brought some cool, different kind of stuff last time we saw them. So I've never heard of these two bands who are on this time around, but let's trust them because you know they've uh, they've done right by us in the past so i don't know I, I just always appreciate that when there's like different kinds of stuff or i don't know or uh, just like or it's like you don't even have to have music be your opener I like the idea of like having a stand-up or you know have like different types of stuff happen or you know who knows like it's just like it's a fun space to kind of play with uh you know i feel like the openers you know we're kind of thinking about some new ideas for this too as far as an opener goes of just like you know it's hard to find bands that are like you know that, that want to do like a you know 
know, four families early kind of like show, but we kind of always still want an opener just because it still works as part of a show. It's it transcends, you know, club shows, bar shows, and kids shows. I mean, there's a little bit less attention span with kids and families, and and maybe they have less time to to to, to go. But um, you know, you still want to put something on you on before you go on that's just a little bit different or something that'll get people warmed up in that kind of way and and for us we don't want it to be like a big dance party necessarily right before us like we kind of want to perform that part so you know to have something else that happens before us that's uh just a little bit different what you from what you might expect or something you've never heard of before like magicians magicians yes sleight of hands you know whatever you know so please take (laughs) something like that could be fun so just a balloon yes balloon animal person <laughs> well, wait, a person you know, out of balloons do you guys know uh, you obviously know magic mike from from uh north carolina right have you met him with frank oh does, they, does he roll with the frank people yeah 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 he's uh he's he's got a shaved head he's got a teenage daughter i haven't seen him in years but he is like the gnarliest magician it's insane like sure wild yeah. shit like <laughs> you guys had to have met him at some point like he's insane it's amazing and he's the best dude he's so nice that's awesome no one ever introduced themselves as magic mike to me so maybe i've met a lot of mics that says hey magic hey (laughs) i'm mike and he's got really good teeth (laughs) he's got really good (laughs) teeth and glasses and a shaved and a bald head that's 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 what i can use to describe him magic mike i hope i have the right be on the lookout for magic mike Hey, do you guys like Pilsners? Do you like IPAs? Do you like stouts? Do you like beer in general? If yes, then we have the place for you. Be sure to visit DecadentAles.com to browse their current selection available for pickup and shipping. And make sure to use the code STORIES for 10% off your order. That's S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S for 10% off your order. They currently ship to 10 states plus Washington, D.C. Or you can visit their tap room located in Mamaroneck, New York, a short 30-minute train ride from New York City. Once again, that code is STORIES, S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S, and follow Deccan and Ailes on Instagram. But, all right, let's segue into this next part, because this is the this or that portion of this, and I know I told you guys cool. about this, but uh, I'd love to hear both of your opinions on this. So, all right, let's do it. First of all, so, all right, have you guys have toured in a bus before, correct? Just for Warp Tour, yep. That was that was that was something else. That was special. Share, we rented we rented bunks, we We rented rented out bunks with uh, Hundredth, they're a band from South Carolina, and I killed the prom queen. A prom queen or the prom prom queen? The prom queen, queen. with two metal bands. (laughs) Yeah, they were on the Monster Energy stage, and they had three bunks for us, so we jumped on, and they were all sweethearts, so it's all good. We actually, like, matched up with them because we're, like, we're not really into, like, partying super hard. Like, can you get us with, like, groups that are kind of, like, a little bit older and chill, maybe? And it worked out because, I mean, we had fun on the bus, but it was mostly, like, video games and just goofing around. No, we played it, NHL. My we played brother, NHL hockey. My brother became everyone's best friend because he just sat in the bus and played Xbox, NHL, and FIFA? Was that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And they so- Taught me 
me about veganism. It was the best <laughs> thing in the whole world. Dude, I've toured with Prom Queen before, like, years ago. Really? Like, in 2006, wow. I'm talking, like, where they were opening <laughs> for Silverstein, and they were like, wow. they are the best dudes, like, they're yes. fantastic. And yeah, they're all, I mean, a couple of them were stoners, so that worked for me in that aspect, but they yeah. weren't like really like, you know, I, I'm not really into like the big, like loud drinking cocaine. Yeah. Crowd. Huge bus party. So we didn't get any nah, of that. So that was nah. nice. You know, so we, it was a great fit. Those guys were super sweet. So that was our lone bus experience. It was wonderful. Okay. So uh, I guess bus versus van then is like, obviously like we, we can do it. Wins. We can do it. Yeah. All right. So what, what, what did you prefer out of all the time? Cause you've traveled in vans more, more than a bus, obviously. So what did you, what yeah. did you started prefer? in Camry, started in Camry, <laughs> yeah, Toyota, a Toyota, because it's just two of us, an iPod and one box of shirts. Mm-hmm. And then it went up to van after mm-hmm. we started bringing more shirts and we brought costumes for the crowd. <laughs> that was, that was, that would never work in COVID days. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we got a van because we brought this huge lighting rig. We, 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 got, we got we bought a fifteen passenger van. That was foolish. That was yeah, foolish. Yeah, we're we're rent we're rent only now. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, obviously, I think both have uh, have their pros and cons here. But I think I'll go bus. I mean, I, it was just so nice. I mean, it was just other than the fact that the, like the sh- there was no shower really. Like we did have a shower in there, but it was like you know really quick, like twenty seconds or like mm-hmm. you know you had, every, you had a lather every before. other day. Yeah, that kind of thing. But man, just to be able to you know travel all night that's really what it is it's not even really about the luxury of like your bunk or just like because it's kind of small and all this stuff mm-hmm. i mean it, it seems like oh it's a luxurious sort of situation but when you have you know we had we had more people than i think were actually like legally supposed to be on there because like hundredth like made the back lounge like multiple bunks and stuff like that so you know there's just and so we always had two random people sleeping in the front couch because they didn't party yeah, Nobody yeah. party so yeah. it was just like so many people so many bodies so it's not actually like that luxurious but I love being able to like wake up and be at the next place. Like that is just super nice. I mean, Brian loves driving, you know, we don't mind driving necessarily, but just the convenience of like, all right, show's over, you're on this bus. And then when you wake up, you're going to be at the next show. So that's hard to beat. So I'll go bus for that one. What do you think, Brian? Well, of course, take the van, bro. Take the van. I mean, I feel you're the bad. Driver. You I love feel driving. bad about the van. I, I mean, I, man, We've been in quarantine for a year, and the list of podcasts that I have is piled up so (laughs) hard. I don't have an eight-hour drive every morning to crush my podcast list. Like it's been terrible. Like I've just deleted it from my phone because I'm like, I'm never gonna (laughs) get to it. That moment already happened. (laughs) I love the van. I miss the van so much. But our van is different. Like rolling with us is different. When there's three people in a van, and that's it. It's di- it's different than a b- eight people Cargo in van a van. Yeah. yeah, it's totally different, right? It's like you're in control. You you can stop easily. It's not. It's you know you can you can pick different things. I love yeah. it, you guys. I got one better for you though. Okay, oh, oh. when we went and toured with Frank Turner and opened for him in the UK, he had a double decker bus and a semi truck because they were playing places that nobody ever plays. So they brought their own lights and sound and catering. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, but they didn't have any room for us, the two openers. But so we they let us put our gear, like our limited backdrop and like we I, put yeah. one box of merch. Yeah. 
that we like came over a box of vinyl that we foolishly carried over from the US yeah. and our backdrop on the back of their bus. That's it. And then we had our backpacks that had like our two costumes in it and whatever. And we took the train everywhere. Yeah. And because the venues are all in the center of town and the train goes, you just, we did, what was the travel walk? We could travel lodges. Yeah, and you could always walk from the train station to the venue less than a mile. Guys, nothing better. Mike Park told us, he's like, guys, don't get a car. Don't get a car train. You hop on the train, get your coffee. Mm, <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. You can eat on you the guys. train. You can sleep. And then, yeah, you just you get a little hotel, travel lodge hotel at night. And that was the way we did it the first time with Frank. So yeah, you can add that to, uh, to your list in the future wow. van bus or in the UK train. In the UK train. <laughs> if you don't have any, if you don't have too much crap, you know, yeah. Keep it light. Keep and it you light. You guys definitely keep it light. I mean, fuck. <laughs> yep. Oh man, that's amazing. And what what time were what time were loadins every day for that? It was like not it couldn't have been crazy. Like it was like I mean, like, they probably had the the headliner probably loading really early because again, they had to set up the PA and the lights and stuff. Well, but like for, for us, guys, we were just though, yeah. a really simple three inputs, you know, two microphones, one iPod like I think thing. we did like a 15 minute sound check before doors yeah. opened. Yeah, so maybe we had to be there like 4 p.m. or something like that, 3 p.m. maybe, you know, and you know, doors were at 6 or 7. So, you know, again, when yeah, when you're the open air, you got low you know not that much stuff to put up we just had like a little backdrop that we had over like a pvc piping <laughs> and it was really easy to put up and so yeah that's the other thing about you know being different like we are is that that's the other reason people take us on tour frankly is because we only have a couple inputs and we're super lightweight you know so even if you do have to put us on the bus or whatever like we're out of the way so we didn't get to go on the australian frank turner tour because we are two people and not one person yes and they have to fly from city to city. so we yeah. decided Australia. we we thought about breaking up <laughs> we oh, only no. one of us yeah <laughs> one of us you can't break one of us guys. did it sorry it's 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 it, you guys are a package deal it's like me and ken okay all right so yeah i'm going van you're going bus you're right. going bus all right all right there we go but train overall train above all else <laughs> yes yes train's the best all right uh what about festival cl- show versus club show uh, this one's easy for me. The, the club show is better. There's just way more. Um, it's just so much more focused. And, um, you know, again, not even like headlining, like even if we're opening for a thing, I'd rather play a club because everyone's there to kind of see the same thing. They're all in there. There's just more of like sort of a community feeling in that kind of way. Everyone's in there. You know, you, you know, you're amongst friends who like them generally the same stuff, even if you, you know, uh, don't know each other or whatever. And especially just for, you know, playing, it's just like, uh, festivals are just a logistical nightmare to get in and out of. I mean, I know, you know, this, especially doing merch, like, Oh my you, gosh, you doing drop- merch. You drop oh. all your, I mean, you don't have to work at a lot of these, right? I mean, you do because you have to bring all your merch in there, but like you just drop it off at the festival merch tent and they have to deal with it. But that seems nice, but it's also kind of a headache because then they mess up your counts and all this stuff you have to deal with. So you just give over all the control to the fest when you do that, right? And it just, mm-hmm. I feel like unless you, unless you're a band who's like touring festivals and that's all you're doing, I mean, maybe then you can kind of get into a lather and be like, all right, this is what we do every day. But like if you are, I just feel like it's such a disruption where it's like, okay, we got this tour and there's a couple festivals sprinkled in. It's like those days just, I feel like no one really looks forward to them because they're just so different. Even if you're going to be, you know, playing in front of a bunch of people and it's good for the label or it's good for radio play or whatever. It's just like for the artists and for everyone, all the crew working those shows, I feel like it's mostly just a headache. I don't know. We don't have a lot of festival experience. Wow, we were so whiny. No festival is going to have us anymore. It's either or. This is all about the club. It's all about the club. Yeah, yeah. the festival is the same. Are. Dan- <laughs> 
Have you done festival merch before, Danny? Uh, I have a lot of times, and uh, some. Well, here's the thing with festival merch: is sometimes those days are needed as a merch person because it's yeah. like if it's like in the middle of like you know, all right, cool. We've we've this is like our f- this is like our sixth show in a row, and it's just like got thrown in. Like it's nice to just be able to drop it off because. You need you a pause. Always, yeah, you need a break. Yeah, but you always know what to expect from a festival. Like, unless you're with a headliner, you're not going to be selling a shitload of merch. It's like, all right, cool. Like, we sold 500 bucks. Cool. That's fantastic. And the festival took <laughs> yeah. 200 of that 500 bucks. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I have a big issue with merch rates. That's, uh, I've never thought that was okay in my entire career i've always thought that that's, was complete bullshit and that's a good um that's a good you know merch merchandiser of you to, be, to, to, to think that i've never met a merch person who's been like you know what this is really fair yeah <laughs> no because we all know where it fucking goes it goes nowhere it goes to some dickhead's back pocket i think uh I don't yeah think it, it goes to it goes to you know whoever owns the house of blues yeah like what <laughs> kind of like what kind of merch rate goes to like pay the cost of making the merch area better because i've been touring for 18 <laughs> years and let Good. me tell you i haven't seen any i haven't seen many cases where the money's been invested back into the merch area Right, like, oh, look at these new uh, running lights that weren't here before. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, merch rates are... You guys, wow, they took down a coat hanger from 70 years ago. Yeah, oh, cool. They took took food out of these kids' mouths of the, you know, of of this band that played. And, uh, oh, but but we have a really dope new set of hangers that we bought from fucking Tour Supply. (laughs) Cool. Great. Great. Yeah, okay, good. what? I will say, I will say though, of the fest, I'm going to say club show. Yeah. No yeah, doubt. Do I will say though, for us, we're little. So us, we do everything, you know, we do all the things. So when we come to a festival, we do all the things we have to do there. We don't like, Hey, you do this. We're going to yeah. go sit in the tent or whatever. Yeah, we like, say guest all the press. We go do all the things. We go drive around. So it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of things. You do get some fun little new local coffees, you know, mm-hmm. but, but always, always met with professionalism. You know, yeah, all that's the a, that is a nice thing. Everybody's total pro at, at the at the fests, you know, and they they really can help you out. And a lot of things are made easier for you at those situations too. And we played ACL uh, in in 2019, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really cool. That was probably the best run festival and also the biggest festival we've ever played so um you know we really like that uh so that that was a really good experience we don't played, get us wrong it's not we like played, it's, we played austin kitty limits kitty limits please please yes, <laughs> the kids stage in the day still the same festival grounds different little small stage yeah. we're but, trying to play Lollapalooza's kids of palooza the corner kid yeah, we're gonna get into that next but uh oh, it's the same company that does both so um you know hopefully someday we'll be able to do that but club just it's just hard to beat because especially with our 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 niche and you know being able to control the whole experience and and that kind of thing so that's why we say club yeah and that, and that makes sense you gotta you, you gotta be able like for what you guys do like it makes sense to where the club is like you know the preferred method because it's yeah yeah we're an indie band you know yeah yeah and you guys do things on your own terms which i think is fucking great. yeah like as as evident by the sticky icky video i don't want to like veer off track but like fuck that <laughs> shit is so much fun dude that video is fucking amazing like oh my god i don't want to go and fanboy thanks you guys here but uh yeah it's fucking dope <laughs> thank Appreciate you that, that was that we um 
we made six gallons. My wife helped me with <laughs> six gallons of, uh, it's like a, it, it kind of was supposed to be slime, but we used way less, way less borax. So we got like gallons of Elmer's clear Elmer's glue. And normally you put borax in to make it like, like, <laughs> What do you call that Nickelodeon stuff? Uh, gak? Like slime gak, 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 yeah. Yeah. gak, gak, gak. Okay. But we had to do like almost like to a whole gallon, we did like a fourth of a teaspoon of borax to make it really sticky. And then and then we really had to work hard to get the get that honey, that amber glow. Neil was our, oh, like, yeah. Neil was our, yep, nope, yep, nope, yep, nope. That's right. The right, that's right color and the right consistency. Very important. We had to do it. And and then uh, the editor, oh, come on, we made, we worked so hard on that. You need to put more sticky in the icky video. Come on. <laughs> no, Tom, Thomas did a great job. Thank you very much for watching that. Oh, dude, of course. Appreciate I mean, it. Like Connor, Connor was just like, w- when he first like emailed me about you guys, he was like, you got to watch the YouTube shit. And I was like, okay. And then like, I texted him back like an hour later and I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. This, yes. These guys, I've known about these guys forever. But some for everybody, you know, we got we got music videos that like lots of people can like. And then we have like these dance along videos that primarily work best for elementary school, you know, you know, get up and get moving style stuff. So no matter who you are, hopefully you can find something on there you like. Yeah, but I mean, like I'm all about the get up and get moving kind of shit. Like, you know, whatever inspires you inspires you. It's like it doesn't matter what it is. Like it could be, you know, it could be anything. It could be a goofy video with a bunch of dudes who are in their late 30s that helps you get through the day like it it's whoa danny we are mid 30s oh, wait how okay. old are you guys <laughs> we are 35 okay oh, easy okay. all right sorry i'm 38 i'm a little jaded you're right i guess i just kind of hey shout myself. out to connor shout out to shout connor. Out to connor again yeah let's just keep shouting out connor what a guy <laughs> yeah yeah you know but, where we you know where I, I okay I, i'm thinking of connor's name I'm thinking of Connor's face. Michigan. I think Connor. I think Connor is the person who booked us at Max Bar. Is Connor from Michigan? Connor is from Michigan. Yes, and him and Scotty Bell, who Scotty Bell tours with the Menzingers. He's the tour manager. Yeah, they're best friends. So he would have back in go. the day. Yes, there we go. Max Bar. I was, solved it. It was a summer day. I almost, I almost uh, <laughs> passed out. I almost fainted during our show. That was great. So hot. <laughs> Hey everybody, Danny here. If you have a minute, be sure to check out stories.net to learn about how we are supporting members of the touring community with your help. That's stories.net. S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S dot net. All right, I, di- I digress. And Where are we heading next? What's next on our this right, or that? Uh, we got uh, catering versus buyout. Ooh, uh, there's. I feel like there's very few catering situations that have uh, been of, of of really great quality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, uh, on the other hand, though, the, it is nice to not have to go anywhere. You know, especially if you have a specific time you like to eat. You mm-hmm. know, before or after your set, it's just like, oh yeah, it's already just here. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate the convenience of having that food just there ready to go. But I feel like you're always going to get some better food if you do just take the buyout and uh, venture venture elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So. I, I guess I'll, uh, I'll lean a little bit more towards the buyout here. All right. This is uh, this is one of the best questions ever asked on a podcast. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. This I've is never incredible. Had to think about it. This should this should lead. This should lead. I the just podcast. opened the podcast with this catering buyout. What up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You should not say hello. You should start no. with this question. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Right. All right. Just guys, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Catering or buyout. Yeah. Let's just, yeah, let's just get it all out in the open. Catering or buyout. Boom. First question. <laughs> what do you got, Brian? You have to choose. Yeah. Um, can I, what's like a good catering situation? What's like a I'm trying to think? Uh, I've had good catering experiences in Germany with Sunnyside Catering, I love, oh. they're the best. And Frank probably uses them too, so. That was amazing, yeah, because Frank brought, like Brian said, he brought like a chef with, mm-hmm. and then he just had all his stuff, and he would just like get ingredients every day and like make three meals, so. Yeah. that That's great if you can get it, if it's going to be like, but that's more of like a personal, that's borderline like personal chef, where it's like, oh, it's going to be different stuff every single day, where I'm thinking about just like, oh, we just show up and the in-house food mm. is there, you know. Uh, so. Guys, here's what I'm going to say i'm gonna pick catering based off of not the club experience but based off of our 2015 experience at warp tour good point it the the catering situation how they fed every single person hundreds and hundreds of people millions of dietary restrictions three meals a day sometimes more to go Working the line, I was in awe every day. Those are my favorite people on tour. I couldn't stop. I was there with the tray. I couldn't wait to talk to Selena. I couldn't wait to talk <laughs> to everybody else. We served a bunch of times. We like worked the line. We should have worked it more. <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't think about the warp tour because that is yeah, that's a whole other thing where it is. They hardly ever repeated meals. We were on that thing for like two months long, and there wasn't like repeats of entrees and stuff. There needs to be a Netflix documentary. There needs to be a BBC documentary <laughs> yes. about what a great job they did. I mean, they had. Ev- I mean, I I heard people griping. Oh yeah, they didn't make my whatever whatever. Did you did you just listen to what they what you said? What kind of crazy dietary restriction you had? Yeah. And they're making it in a field three times a day as they drive along with you in a field. Yeah. You guys yes. parking you know, lot anything. The army would tell you to shove it, and these <laughs> these people are like, yeah, what you got? Let's go, no problem. I was yeah. like, every day. Yeah, so the, the gluten free is right over here. Here you go. <laughs> I remember my dad. I was telling them about like how Warp Tour gets built every morning and put down. Telling about they paid extra money to come eat catering with us because he was like, "I just got to see it. I got to see how they do it every day." <laughs> I like introduced them to all the people, the cooks and stuff like that, and the people running the line. I was like, "This is my dad." He's like, you "Guys are doing great work here. I can't believe you guys did this in a field." <laughs> That's amazing, and it's just amazing. Like the yeah, like the level of appreciation for that. Like where it's like, oh. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. yeah. Like you can recognize the hard work that they put into that because that's not fucking easy, dude. Like not at all. Like oh my god, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I think most people really appreciated the people who worked there and there was never any, you know, any never any looking down at the catering folks because yeah, they're they're hooking you up three times a day with some some really good stuff. So, uh yeah, that that is a good example of uh finding some great catering. Yeah. And you know, they never saw any band. They were no. working all the time. <laughs> yeah, they don't get to see any shows. Yeah. Guys, can I throw one thing out on this the best question ever on podcast? Yes. I don't understand catering budgets in clubs, you guys. If everyone's going to be a buyout, just pay everyone more. Why does there have to be some handling of cash? And then the band just provides your meal. It feels very weird. It feels like... It feels like an adult handing out an allowance in a different way. Right. It is allowance. We could have a whole podcast about the injustices and the wrongdoing in the music industry, but that's not what this is for. But I would say I see you and I agree and yeah it's and and the best thing it's all bullshit it's all bullshit it's like those 
those contracts that these big companies have that I will not name because go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. All yeah. bullshit. And it's all about money and it's all about who can pocket more at the end of the day. We'll just take the fifth. We'll just take yeah, the three fives. We're going to plead the fifth for now until we can, <laughs> until I don't feel like pleading the fifth anymore and decide to really just lay into it. But uh, yeah, it's all. Thank bullshit. you. Thank you. Je- thank you, Jeremy, for my $15. I'll see you in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, for sound Oh, check. it's so hard to give somebody 15 bucks instead of the shitty catering. Oh, really? <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, hey, okay. Danny, come on. They're potato wedges. You're, uh, all right. you're right. <laughs> 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 it's potato seasoned. wedges and grilled chicken that has no flavor. You're right. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. Well, what about the green beans, you guys? All right, all right, all right, all right. The green beans that are. All right, yeah, yeah. We, we don't have to go into that. All now. right, but, I'm gonna rile them up. I'm poking the bear. All nah, right, what do we got? The what we got? The bear needs to be poked. It's it's. This is a time <laughs> where the artists have the most uh, power. I'm just saying over the, the guys, bullshit, but. Whatever. I'm really excited for this next one here. Yes. I'm real excited. For the next question? Because, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Well, I, oh, all right. Well, there's two. So the first one is Sheets or Wawa. Oh, I'd see this one. Okay, you, cool. We're talking about the one. truck no. stop one. <laughs> sheets or Wawa. We, we do have experience with both. I'm Such big, minimal experience. I'm though. a big fan of the Wawa um, simply because I had it first and I, I really like you know, one product of theirs and it's uh, like iced tea lemonade. Um, that's really, really good. But I have not done like the order food from the screen thing, which I have done at Sheets. And it was a fantastic experience. Took a little bit longer than I thought it would mm-hmm. um, to get like a melt or whatever. But uh, yeah, they're both very good. I appreciate I appreciate the temp or the, you know the sort of yeah you know, uh, order your own on this on this tablet and we're just, you know you just have it right up for you. Custom make everything. That is very nice. And that's kind of I believe what we're talking about. You're both these places offer that touchscreen customized experience. But I got Wawa love in my heart, and uh, I love that. That was my first experience at uh, either of those. So I'll go Wawa. Wawa. All right, is, Wawa. Is Wawa like Phil? Yeah, it's like East Coast is like DC, mm-hmm. and Phil, Sheets yeah. is like South. Sheets, Sheets is more is, like uh, the one we have had most recently is in, in like the outside Pittsburgh. I yeah, feel like it's like a Pennsylvania, like Midwest. They, we don't have them in Minnesota. Or, they're not in Chicago. They're not in you know. They're not in Wisconsin. You, ha- it's sort of like I feel like it's more like Rust Belt, like sort of like yes. Ohio, and and uh, I think of Ohio and Pennsylvania and stuff like that for for Sheets and Kentucky, I guess, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know if the is there any difference in the food like in the sandwiches and stuff you can have made there or is it kind of the same uh, it's fare? It's kind of the same vibe. It's just kind of like it's it's like the same thing. Like sheets that that's the thing is like sheets and wawa like though you it's it's the same thing. You go in there, there's a touchscreen order thing and like whatever and they both yeah. have their like nice like delicious name brand like products in there like the you know the like like wawa has the lemonade iced tea and like sheets has their stuff but i would say wawa for me like 100 percent like yeah i feel like more people have told me about wawa especially fans that we've had going dating way way back in philadelphia everybody's like have you been to wawa yet guess what you can pump <laughs> your own gas Maybe it's New Jersey, right? Oh yeah, where you can't right. pump your where you can't pump your own gas, and they're like, guys. Also, I think Wawa's are just built. They're better for getting your vehicle in and out 
Yes. For the getting gas in your car. Also, I really like the name Wawa better. Um, yeah. You know, Sheets is cool because we've got the Z at the end. You know, we love to see a Z instead of an S. Don't oh, get me wrong. Oh, we love to see it. Yeah, but Wawa with like the with like the duck or like the swan or whatever is flying. I think it's just supposed to be like a sort of, uh, you know, a kind of, I don't know if it's like Native American or something, but it's just like, it's it's supposed to mimic, I think, the sound of like a, you know, like a goose or something like that. Uh, and I just love what it. What are you talking about? I think that's what it is. Like in the logo, there's like a goose right there's like a flying duck or a goose and i think like wawa i think the re- what the name is referencing is sort of like some sort of you know it's, it's sort of a way that it's supposed to sort of be like the sound of that a bird like that makes but maybe i'm totally wrong but i just assume because they have the goose in the logo oh my god there's a bird over the a there's a bird in there yeah, yeah. so it, i think that's what it is so i and i just like even if it's not related to that i just like this very simplicity you know wa wa you know you it's driving around the country you don't really see a lot of uh you know convenience stores or truck stops kind of like that that are very simple uh, you know they're just like actual words so i like the nonsensical kind of like what is this kind of name of it um whereas sheets um i don't know uh, sheets is again the z is nice but i don't like the name quite as well so uh, wawa gets points for the, the the fun name that goes with that yeah i i agree i'm i'm, I'm wawa 100 that's that's nice. that's my go-to for sure um, okay, so next is Pilot versus Flying J. This is the one that Brian was This is the about. one, all right. Yeah, yeah. And before you go, Brian, I'm saying I, I don't know the differences necessarily between Pilot and Flying J. <laughs> like, what do what does a Pilot have that a Flying J doesn't? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, I can, I can see the, the signs in my head. I can see the sort of visual differences between the colors and, again, the logo and stuff like that. But um, I don't really know. To me, they're the, sort of the same type of place, right? I don't know. I guess you could say the same thing about Wawa and Flying and, uh, and uh, Sheets. Yeah. So maybe it's kind of a similar thing. Well, but Brian, do you have have a, a favorite of these two when you're pulling up are you excited to see a pilot or are you flying jay more well it should we should also be talking about loves here loves yes but yes. what you're really missing here is quick trip mm. that's the joint that's not a truck stop it's that's a midwest uh you know sort of more convenience store i feel like there's not like a you know big old they're not like on the side of the I, highway i like. vary my i vary my choices on truck stop about what kind of what kind of coffee they have above just Regular oh. coffee or all their canned cold brew stuff. If it isn't, I just we just want black coffee. I don't want yeah. like three Sweet. three thousand versions of sweet and dairy no, in it. Right? No, yeah. no, no. Well, we want no. black coffee that just shoots through your veins. That's yes. it. Yes. Well, and I feel like the other one that that you're maybe missing here instead of Quick Trip, which is close to our hearts because it's here locally, is uh, is you know is is Bucky's um, down in Texas, um, and, yes. they're down, and they're in Florida a little bit here now. Yeah, that I think is a little bit closer to his truck stop, especially because they they're known for like spreading out the pumps, spreading out the restroom stalls. Like that is where truck. You know, I feel like there's way more like truck customers customers in there and everything too so uh maybe maybe a little too regional for you know for this uh this or that uh necessarily because there's certainly more pilots and flying jays around but bucky's Bucky's is is next level they have incredible food they have hilarious merch and just like this Mm -hmm. mascot that's great and they have beef jerky and they have the touchscreen sandwiches thing too so man neil just got a job promoting bucky's can you guys tell this episode is sponsored by bucky's you guys (laughs) it is what all right, it's sponsored by Bucky. Yeah, there we yep. go. <laughs> yes, please, uh, please use offer code uh, Beaver um, as you uh, <laughs> Bucky's dot com, and uh, you can uh, receive twenty five cents off your next gallon of gas. You guys, I'm saying Flying J because I think Flying J is the place that sells armor. 
Oh, like uh, like knight armor? Yeah. yeah, you can get knight armor and a <laughs> and swords. swords. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. Swords. Yeah. I bought a few swords of Flying J and they've I've left them up. No, no. A few. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I've been touring for 18 years, so uh there's a few swords have been purchased. So uh yeah. Is that to buy, like is that yeah. to like keep with morale, like keep some some hilarious stuff pumping through, you know, keep some jokes happening. Hey guys, I got about a sword. Yeah. You it, do have to do some gnarly stuff like three fourths away to her, like guys. <laughs> I got this. I got this face tattoo of a panda. Yeah, <laughs> isn't yeah. it funny? <laughs> That's better. The, the, the sword is better than getting a face tattoo. I think. No offense. Sure, to sure, 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 sure. No offense out there if you have a face tattoo. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Right. Sword might be a little better. So you. I didn't even think about that. I was. So you're why they have the swords. I. <laughs> you bought it. Like who? Who gets to unlock that? Like who unlocks that case? Just the person. Just yeah, just the unfortunate soul that has to be in there when a bunch of drunk people from you know whatever part of the country roll in at two, three in the morning. Same well, as Walmart. I picked. I picked right. I picked correct. I said Flying J, and I did yeah. it right. I'll go Flying J too. Yeah. We're going. Oh uh, yeah, I gotta go. We're all flying those J's. I would say loves first because loves is like, but loves is a little less common than flying J or pilot. I True. True. Yeah, yeah. It kind of feels like loves are just in the middle of the country, but maybe not. And know. flying yeah. J just has a great rewards program. Oh, you know I mean? there we go. There you go. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Probably. You made that probably up. they you do. Made that up. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, what about U.S. versus Europe festivals? Yeah, I mean, we've had such little experience in Europe. We've only been in the UK, um, you know, so doing shows with, with uh, Frank, and then we've done some uh, with our buddy MC Lars. Um, and and so, you know, we have very little experience there. We've played maybe like one festival or something like that in the UK, but really not. So we got to figure figure out how to get over there and, and, and do our thing. We, we got to figure out our stuff. Dang. Yeah, we got we to gotta get over there because it's, it's we've we found it's a lot harder to do like family shows um, overseas, uh, which is fine. You know, we can still get by and still play late night club shows, but just doesn't necessarily do as much for our audience and for our, you know, for our bands, you know, we plan those shows. It's fun for us. It's like a vacation and we get to go and have fun and have some late nights and, you know, see, see parts of the country that we wouldn't normally get to do, but it's just not like as beneficial for us. So for sure, touring in the UK is, is always, or excuse me, in the U S is, is, is better for us. And, but Hey, maybe someday we'll get to the point where we can do more, you know, the festival scene in Europe and learn more about that. And hopefully they'll accept us and we'll be able to do that. We want, we definitely want to give it a shot, but but uh, at this point, I feel like it's U.S. by default, uh, you know, just because we've that's like, you know, 90 percent of our touring is there. So uh, I think that's what it has to be for us this time. Right I'm the same. I like to load our merch into our van from my garage and and ship out. You know, what I mean, yeah. oh, man, just go. You don't have to get on the flight. You don't have to have yeah jet lag and all this like, yeah, get customs and all this stuff. There's just so much more headache with overseas stuff, I guess. But logistics. Yes. Yeah. But once you get there, then it's fun. Yeah, then it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Once you're there, it's like, oh, we're here and the people like us and. Yeah, they're yeah. It's Once great. we have a Danny taking care of our logistics, I'm gonna love it. It's gonna yeah, be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. He knows everything. Hey, no, no he no. knows it all. I I I know this much, but uh, so does everybody else. <laughs> we all know about this much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So with all that said, have you guys had any like wild travel mishaps? I mean, we had 
we had one speaking of the UK, we had a really intense one. Um, it was actually my birthday. Um, and like we said, we were, um, backpacking from city to city on the Frank Turner tour. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we were just like uh, getting hotels in those cities and then getting on the train again the next morning. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we, we were partying after the show again, it was my birthday. We were just outside in the parking lot, drinking in the parking lot. Oh, this uh, at Yeovil. Yeah. in a town, a place called Yeovil. I've uh, been to Yeovil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're known for making helicopters, I guess. There's like a helicopter plant yep. there or something like that. Um, so we played this big like warehouse. It's a sort of like big hall, almost like a big ass banquet hall. And um, we did the show. It was really fun. And then we were just partying afterwards. And we had a hotel booked, um, but it was more, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like an actual hotel. It was more like an Airbnb, not Airbnb. It was like more like a proper B&B, right? It was like a mom and pop spot or out there. They have like these um, like pubs that have like rooms above them and stuff like yep. that you can like stay in pubs out there mm -hmm. um sort of like a bnb where they're like for, serve your food when you wake up in the morning and stuff so we had something like that booked but when we got a cab after the show after the party to go over there and the place was just dark and it was too late and they were just all locked up and no one was answering the phone and so you know we don't have a car we don't have anywhere to go we just have this cab and we have to like get the train the next morning so we didn't really know what to do but uh i was i was very very uh intoxicated i was gone it was my birthday thank Thankfully, Brian was less so and had uh, the wherewithal to uh, call up. You called a travel lodge, right, Brian? You, you called. We found one nearby that was like in the driving range, and our cab driver would take us there. And uh, we showed up, and uh, they didn't really have any rooms. I feel like we went to like six places. We went to a couple different ones, and uh, and this place didn't have any rooms. But Brian, you talked them in to giving us a room somehow. How did you do it? What did you they say? Had, it was like four a.m., and they were like, "This person hasn't showed up yet." And I said, "Okay." Okay, well, I'm going to sleep in your lobby underneath the couch. Yeah. He's like, you can't do that. And I was like, come on, sell us this room. I did it. <laughs> you have one I, room. Yeah. I charmed him. They haven't showed up yet. Yeah. I charmed it. I was like, they're not coming. If they do, you knock on the door. We're out of there. I'll even yeah. make the bed. You won't even know. <laughs> you can keep all the money. I was like, we'll yeah. go sleep outside. It was also really cold. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a good one. We I forgot about that. But yeah, I think we messed up a couple times. <laughs> when did we sleep? You know, we met our Welsh friends and we had to sleep on their floor their too because we yeah. messed up our... That's the thing is like at some of these places you it's not like here in the states where there's all, it's like 24 hours like someone's always going to be at the front desk like no matter when you show up you can check in there's some places you know overseas where you know they shut down for the night and they have like a mandatory check in by this time especially if it's not like more of a traditional kind of hotel thing and it's like a B&B or a pub situation so uh, we learned quickly to yeah we didn't sure. have internet on our phones so we yeah, couldn't look yeah, at that we had like flip phones and stuff oh, so yeah I was too I early. printed everything out yeah yeah so it was uh, that I think that's that's the kind of the big one where we kind of felt like we were screwed and then we uh, thankfully brian helped us out and got us that room and it was your birthday i just wanted it to be right yeah yeah we made it happen though so that's scary so uh, yeah make sure your spots are booked and make sure they don't close at a certain time before you can uh, get checked in <laughs> yeah like make sure it's all dialed in before yeah because they're right yeah disasters could happen for sure <laughs> but again it was our first time and so we just yeah we had to learn we had to learn those things and that's that's sometimes unfortunately how you have to learn it's not like someone gives you that tip you have to like go through it and kind of get screwed over the first time and then you make sure not to make that mistake again that's how life is that's how touring is yes life and touring are not much different from each other just, <laughs> that's right just and you guys the another just crazy thing happened on tour this guy asked for a large t-shirt at the merch table uh -huh. and i gave him an xl 
That was oh, wild. That wow. was wild when you did that. I can't we, believe it. We laughed so hard. I mean, he wanted the L, but you gave him the XL. Man, you, you pranked him good, really. You got him. He said, this is wrong. And I said, you are right. And then I gave him the large. You've been telling that story for <laughs> 10 years now. Man. I mean, is... every campfire, every campfire. I yeah, tell that story. yeah, they love that one. That's a, that's a classic, classic coup right there. It's just a mix up. Oh, Brian. Oh, Brian. <laughs> People giggled for miles. Yeah, we heard him. Everyone he, in the line He giggled. told his children. His children told their children. Yeah, and now we're telling this podcast. Wow. And it goes on go. forever. And the oh. man gave the wrong size. The, the performer gave <sighs> the wrong size. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What a performance. Wow. Yeah. You He tipped me. He tipped me extra. Yeah. That's how you get tips. You got yeah, you got tipped for giving him the wrong size. That's that's impressive. I mean, yeah, this is this <laughs> the backwards is world out there. This is unprecedented in the history of stories, is the man <laughs> gives the wrong size because I haven't even told you I mean, about the times I've done that. <laughs> I mean, I don't uh I don't think you're going to be able to have a podcast anymore because nothing I, will beat that story. I think that story's this is epic. The, yeah, the last episode of stories. Thank you, and uh, you're welcome. No thank you. You're welcome because I ended I, your career. We've you been planning ended. it like this. We've been trying to be on the show for a while, but you keep putting it off, and you're like, no, no, I got to wait. I know you get that 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 bombshell of a story that can end my whole mm-hmm. run. So yeah. uh, we're glad you had us on and for your, you for your big it. grand finale. Thank you. thank you for ending my career as a pod as a bad podcaster thank you thank you very much <laughs> no problem i just can't believe we're finally here we've talked about it for so long and the day is finally here it's incredible yeah, yeah and, I, uh, I just can't say you're welcome enough you know yeah you're welcome it's great the wrong size just ruined everything so uh there you go career <sighs> over and uh yeah i don't even know what i'm gonna do with my life anymore great thanks guys careful <laughs> with those sizes out there folks careful yeah. guys somebody's gonna giggle at you if anybody asks, the reason that stories ended was because of Cuckoo Kangaroo. But, yo, I am, like, all jokes aside, man, I am so stoked for Slow Clap to come out and for everybody to hear it because I've heard it and it's fucking awesome. And, oh, God, it's just, it's just like, it's one of those albums that you can just, like, listen to and, like, smile the whole time. And I feel like the world needs a lot more of that, regardless of, like, what the content is you just got to be able to be like all right cool yeah this is this is fun like and i think you guys yeah, provide thank you. that i think you guys provide that regularly with all the stuff you put out but especially on slow clap because yeah it's it's good shit and i don't want to talk too much cuz i don't know when this comes out i know slow clap doesn't come out for a minute but yeah i mean i i appreciate what you guys have done with this for sure Thanks, Danny. We appreciate it. And if, you know, again, we, you know, people listen to the show, you know, might not know much about, you know, kids bands, if you don't have kids or anything like that, but no matter who you are, uh, give it a shot because, you know, we've been, we've been trying to appeal to lots of people and, and write different kinds of kids songs, right? We're not, uh, we're not just doing lullabies. We're not just doing, uh, you know, baby shark and that kind of stuff. Like we, we got some, uh, we got some different kind of stuff in there and we have a great producer on board who we think you'll like. So at least give us a shot and, uh, hopefully you like it and, uh, hopefully we'll be back out there playing shows doing the whole country again uh you know whenever that starts up uh you know who, who knows later that later in 21 or early in 22 so uh, we're excited to get back out there and uh, appreciate the kind words too that's uh that's Dude, very just, nice hopefully just, your just all reality, your uh, all your audience enjoys it because you know we're closing down the podcast here so you might as well go out with uh with a different kind of band Let's yeah go. the podcast is done <laughs> after today because cuckoo kangaroo just ended it so uh yeah the stories mm-hmm. is done today too so hopefully you guys uh enjoy this but 
but like I said, slow man, clap, like, May 21, slow clap, the end of stories. Cool. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but, but seriously, I have lots. I, I, I know for a fact, I have lots, lots of listeners with children who are going to love this. Cool. I think it's like, it's going to help occupy their kids when they want to do their, their thing there and like, be like, you know, people and not have to take care of a kid at that moment like, that's right when you kangaroo. have to record your podcast put on a uh, slow clap for your kids yes. on youtube or cuckoo whatever, kangaroo are the best that. uh virtual babysitters i'm just saying that we that's, got you that's reality. that's right we'll yes. dance we'll dance with your kids while you're uh, recording your show or making dinner or whatever exactly well yo thank you guys so much man this was like this is a blast this was so much thanks fun. you guys thank you very much yeah, bye danny you. all right peace out enjoy Stories, an all-access podcast, is hosted by me, Danny Del Donuts. It is produced by Kenneth Fletcher. Our theme music is Storms by Personnel. Learn more about what we are doing for the touring community at stories.net. That's stories.net, S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S.net.